when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. Tis the season. The end of the year is always interesting. It's a time to reflect on the past while we look forward to the future, while many of us are giving and getting presents. Having moved to a new city, many of our presents are coming and going via the secret Santa trucks. White equals FedEx, brown equals UPS, and blue equals Amazon. It's kind of a gift exchange. If somebody sends us a gift, we're generally feeling obligated to send them one of equal or greater value in exchange. Another thing that happens this time of year is meetings and parties. In the course of the last few days, I met a marketing person who is looking for some guidance and a professional expert who speaks all around the world on B2B marketing. The newbie was exploring a strategy to use Instagram and TikTok to build a brand, while the pro said she works in the boring world of B2B marketing. Now, I feel like neither of that is totally true. B2B marketing is totally not boring and B2B audiences rarely make buying decisions on Instagram or TikTok. But both conversations got me thinking. The young person was using a consumer mindset to try to build a brand to a B2B audience. I believe the expert used the word boring because the world of B2B tends to focus on data capture and analytics. I find B2B marketing neither flashy or boring. I consider B2B marketing as a way of helping salespeople to connect with current and past customers and engage with new prospects. It's only flashy if it gets people to start conversations, and I think it's exciting when salespeople help solve a customer's most challenging business problems. Consumer marketing strategies tend to be more flashy, so they can become bright and shiny in the eyes of B2B companies. But alas, I feel like they often try and fail to reap real value when the only thing that really matters in B2B business is sales. What follows is a list of four ways I've seen marketers, experts, and agencies try to use flashy and trendy consumer tactics to build those B2B sales. The social strategy. Social media success is measured around engagement. Engagement is often measured by likes, comments, and shares. If that happens, your brand is trending and it excites everyone. In my book, It's Not About You, It's About Bacon, I describe a view of like, as a no, comment as a like, and share as trust. So, if you get people to engage with your content, you're building no like and trust. What's missing from the B2B side is the CTA or call to action. 
If you can't get people off of social media into your database, then they're just engaging in an echo chamber. Yes, it has benefits to build your brand, but all B2B sales that are not e-commerce based require a human to interact with another human. The brand strategy. Don't get me wrong. The brand is important, but branding is one leg of a three-legged stool. There's always a journey to know, like, and trust. But in the consumer world, that journey is more like a crosswalk than a trail. More often than not, people are already using what you're selling, and you just need them to switch brands or go on the other side of the street. All you have to do is convince them that you have a better mousetrap. Your messages will definitely fall on some deaf ears, even if people don't have a mouse problem. So, often branding is designed to tell everyone about your mousetrap, so the rodent repulsors will pay attention. Branding requires the why and how, with equal emphasis to complete the customer journey to sales. In my book, Toilet Paper Math, I talk about how no like and trust has a little bit of a twist. In other words, awareness equals branding, education equals thought leadership, and sales equals decisions. So, no awareness, like, education, sales, trust. That can be like a funnel, but not quite. B2B customers need education, thought leadership, and some discussion of the solution process in order to build some trust that your brand can deliver on the results they need. The sales funnel strategy. Sales funnels are all the rage and have been for many years. It's often like a system salad that includes social media ads, landing pages, freemiums, email drips, and VSLs, video sales letters, and more. Landing pages are often filled with FOMO, fear of missing out, proof of concept, VSLs, and offers sprinkled throughout the 5,000-word diatribe designed to persuade you to buy now. Generally, they use low-cost items known as a tripwire to identify leads and trigger sales. Then, they use upsells in the checkout process or in email drips to convince them to spend more. First, it works for consumers, but business people have the attention span of a goldfish. That's because they don't have time to consume all that stuff. Second, it assumes you will bring a wide audience into the funnel and they will self-select who wants to follow the concepts. Finally, it's transactional. People use funnels to not have to spend time with the audience or purchasers, unless, of course, they're upselling to a coaching group. And finally, the Black Friday strategy. Scarcity is another form of FOMO, dressed up in a Black Friday suit. You see this being used successfully by Amazon, like Prime Days, and Kohl's with 30 to 50% off coupons or one-day deals. It's a use-it-or-lose-it mentality. The funny thing is, is that Kohl's sends me 30 to 40% off coupons at least once a month. 
it's a very effective consumer tactic to get people to buy things, especially things they may not need now, but might later. An example is I bought TVs, security cameras, and other technologies in prime days in July when I knew we would not use them until September when we finally closed on our house. In the B2B world, scarcity scares people even more in this environment of supply chain shortages. You don't want to lead with fear. You want to build confidence that you have what they need, you can deliver it now, and that you are in it for the long haul. So let me leave you with some final thoughts. I often talk about bridging the gap between marketing and sales. I find that marketing, that supports relationships between salespeople and customers lead to sales. Now, not every interaction is going to end in a profitable exchange, but having someone who needs what you sell, can afford what you sell, and has the time to engage in a discussion often has a better chance of winding up in a long-term B2B relationship, a mutual benefit. It's kind of like a gift exchange. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>